1: Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep tight stories.
0: Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. That's right. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to help you with your passions, your gifts. See them through. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener and and about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. That is why I do this show. And thank you for listening. My next guest is an award winning broadcaster she's often seen on pop on the popular tv one series i see all the time unsung because she is a celebrity strategist that's why she knows everybody who has coached <laughs> everyone from Rihanna to TI. She is an in-demand speaker and CEO of Influence Entertainment. A beautiful website. I, I'm, I'm, I'm driving people to this website. I went to the website and got jealous. Not, oh. not, not only jealous because how beautiful it look but how beautiful you look. Okay, I'm going, like, hey man, I need to I need oh. to work with her. <laughs> Please <laughs> welcome the Money Making Conversations, the mother of Black Music Month, Deanna Williams. <laughs>
2: Oh, Rashawn, thank you for that beautiful introduction, and you've got me over here blushing, and no, I don't think I know as many people as you do. No, 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 I'm
3: looking at the website, now. Nah, you know, got her arms folded, got that little gray flashes, the big earrings, the jewelry, I'm going like, this guy is, oh. influence, entertainment, refinement, and communication, because you know, when people come to my okay. show, Deanna, I do my research, I don't just like, you know they'll send me like five to ten questions I go, well, that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool I let me let me find out some more stuff and so so when I, and, they, and you are a branding expert that's what you do and so I always look you know I always look at people and say well definitely what they do uh, like some people say they do social media and I go to them and they they have no followers I go okay okay If they cannot build in their brand how are they gonna build my brand and so mm-hmm. so if you're an influence person if you're a branding expert a strategist and I go to your website and I go And that's what I do. I go, wow, this is hot. And I just scroll down, you know, just come on down, you know. Absolutely necessary, the need for effective communication. You know, star after star, my boy Charlie Wilson on here. You know, Pitbull, uh, mm-hmm. Alan Iverson, just let you know that's a versatile roster that she deals with here. And then she come down here with her hand on, you know, hand underneath her chin, a little, you know, a little pensive look of success. You know, you know, got the got the Empire State Building, the aerial shot on the corporate roster, letting you know she's not just dealing with talent. She has Fortune 500 companies on her roster. And it's just a beautiful thing that you're doing. Tell us about this website before we start talking about anything else, because I've walked everybody through this website. Dude, how oh, much participation did you, did you have involved in this? Deanna, the floor is yours to talk about your website, Your website, influenceentertainment.com.
2: Yes, it is. Thank you. I have to give credit to Lifestar Media Group who designed it and Also, my VP, Sarah Janiswiski, who keeps it updated. And these are people that I've had the good fortune of working with over the past 26 years. Mm -hmm. I've coached CEOs of record companies. I've coached Kathy Hughes, the CEO of Urban One. Uh, Tons of artists, athletes. Business leaders, thought leaders, and it is just my passion. And it is what it is the divine that I've been given. It's just the blessing to be able to help other people recognize their strengths and weaknesses. And in that process, it's allowed me to grow. As a professional, as a mother, as a woman, as a member of my community, so I love what I do, mm-hmm. and I do what I love.
3: Well, you know, it's really important because you know we we met through an interview, then mm-hmm. we met again at the uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where you was being honored, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Legends uh, the Living Legends I, Foundation, Living Foundation, which I yeah. was honored several years ago, and it's one of the blessings. I keep it on my. It's one up there with my Emmy. It's up there with my, uh-huh. my Image Awards. It's up there with every award I got. I got my legend right in the middle because it's a beautiful plaque that they give you.
2: That's uh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. Well, you know,
3: when, you, when somebody honors you like that, Deanna, mm-hmm. tell me, tell the Walkers through the steps of that. Because that's, that's, a, that's about a legacy. That's about trust. That's about relationships. That's about people mm-hmm. saying you, you've, you're you accomplishing things in life in the entertainment world that's unique. And more importantly, you give back. May not always yeah. be financially, but you give back because you don't just ignore other people's, you know, flaws or other people's missteps. You're there to support and mentor. Talk to us about that.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure you can speak volumes to this with the awards <laughs> that you just cited. Your multiple Emmys and <laughs> NAACP, tons of awards. You don't do the work for awards. However, when your peers and your community acknowledges that you have been super serving, you feel good. The event that you're referring to is the Living Legends Foundation in October in Los Angeles. I had the esteemed honor of receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. I've been working in the music industry since 1973 is when I first got my my check on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. I was on the air at 96.3 WHUR. I'm sure you're very familiar with My favorite station in D.C. One of mine as well. (laughs) Mine it it gave me my start, Bob Nighthawk Terry. Uh and so you you when you get those kinds of recognition, you just you feel good. It's something that you can go like my mother, my children, my family and friends and say, Your support of me, my endeavors, my time away from you, traveling to be with my clients, going all over the world. This is this is the sum total. This is the bottom line. So, you know, like you, I have many, many awards, but the greatest award for me is uh, the love, yes. the recognition yes. of love and yes. appreciation that I get from people But you know, I, I have respect.
3: to agree with that because of the fact that mm-hmm. uh, I always tell people, you know, you might not like me, but I'll, as long as you respect me, we good. Because mm, I, I fight for respect. I fight for respect. Yeah. I fight for respect for my client or any product mm-hmm. I represent. Mm-hmm. It's about respect because in the end, yes wanting to be liked is cool that's all right but i don't mm-hmm. think that i don't think your le- legacy can be built on wanting to be liked but your legacy can be built on what you accomplish and how much people respect you and that's absolutely and that's what we're, we're i'm leaning towards in this conversation about all the people who have come to you for advice Walk us through Mm -hmm. that step because, you know, I've had my success with a limited amount of people. I know a lot of people and a lot of people have. I've not managed them or or put them on my roster and they come to me, advice. I get texts, I get phone calls, I get emails. But you they've come to you and say, hey, you are the one. How did you make the transition to that role?
2: Mm, Excellent question, so I started in the industry as a broadcaster radio, I just Mm -hmm. referenced 96.3 WHUR where I started as Ebony Moonbeams was my radio handle and i did that i then left dc went to new york which is my hometown i grew up in the bronx and harlem and manhattan and frankie crocker who was then the dean of black radio hired me at wbls which remains much like whor heritage station in new york and a voice a clarion voice in the black community and other communities as well uh skip dillard is the current program director but anyway i Yes. I love him. He has just, he's just such a, he's just so accomplished and wonderful. But I, one day I was, um, I took a break from radio, and I started managing an artist by the name of Gary Taylor. He's the songwriter-producer who wrote Just Gets Better With Time for The Whispers. Mm -hmm. He wrote Good Love for Anita Baker, just a very talented writer-producer-artist. And Sharon Haywood was the head of um, the record label at that point, the Black Music Division. Took me to lunch one day, and she said, you know, Deanna, I've been watching you. Artists seem to like you, and you seem to be able to communicate with them. You should do artist development. And I was like, really, Sharon? I had never considered <laughs> it. And then at that point, I just started doing a big dive to explore it. You know Sharon? Mm-hmm. Sharon Haywood, mm-hmm. yeah. Sharon Absolutely. Haywood is who suggested. But my first job came from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's record label. And I coached a group named Solo. And from that point, Rashawn, my phone has not stopped ringing. I have never advertised. I do not solicit. And uh, after... Solo, I worked with Vertical Hole, Angie Stone's group. Then I worked with D'Angelo, who to this day is my closest confidant, best friend, you know, beloved, care for him deeply. And uh, like I said, the phone just hasn't stopped ringing. So I'm typically hired by Mm publicists, managers. In some cases, I've had artists. Um, And then again, as we discussed at the outset of our conversation, I've worked with athletes and uh, worked with Roy Jones Jr. when Mm -hmm. he was heavyweight boxer. Mm -hmm. So it's been a mix of people that I've had the opportunity to work with. And I discovered that it was a passion. I relish seeing people accomplish their dreams. Really, I really do, and I I love that. I love to see people be successful.
3: It's really it's really interesting because you're telling the truth, and i would just tell you: if you ever try to get in this business, and as a as a a person who sits down there, all these individuals want is the truth. Mm-hmm. But how you tell them the truth is the key, and but also also the fact that you have to be able to tell them. Sometimes actually how it is because yeah I talk to them all the time. I say when you represented by William Mars or ICM or CA, they got ten thousand clients over there, mm-hmm. and all of them are mm-hmm. hustling from anywhere from five to ten percent commission. So that means that you're just a card note, a house note, or whatever. Now mm-hmm. she'll tell you herself. She's on the end when, when after the deal is done. They talking to you Deanna they're talking mm-hmm. to Rashawn yeah. McDonald the agents yeah. know where to be fine they know where to be found then you know Mm-mm. when they're frustrated when things don't go right they come to after the agent doesn't talk to you they come talk to you they come mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. me and that part yeah. of the conversation really grows you as an individual and as we reflect on what we've done in our lives what do you think you've taken away the most from giving people advice what, what nuggets have you brought back into your life? I guess the question I'm trying to ask you, Deanna.
2: Absolutely. But, you know, you're absolutely right, because with every client that I work with, I glean, I learn, mm-hmm. I apply to my own situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take away some of the values and the, and the lessons. Right. Uh, last night I worked with a, a gospel, inspirational gospel artist. And I told her at the conclusion of our session, I was like, "I've now you've imbued me. I've been lifted and inspired by what you have shared with me and your journey. Mm-hmm. And so it is constantly a learning process for me. I am not empirical. I do not know it all, but I do know a lot. Uh, I was a college dropout. I went back to Temple University, got my degree, and it strengthened me yes, it as did. an artist development media coach. So I hear music.
3: <laughs> well, we've got to go to the next break. Let's see yeah. radio people. So I, can't, I can't stand interviewing people who know the game. You know, I've done about 500 interviews. Only Patti LaBelle, she said, well, me, I hate music. I guess we better stop. Then you. Yeah, then yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only two people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm talking to the ambassador, a mother of Black Music Month. We're coming back. It's June. And we got to talk about this, yeah. the importance of, and, and why we should respect this and why I'm glad it's more than I'm glad it's longer than Black History Month. That's for sure. Be right back with oh. my friend, Deanna Williams. Oh, uh, she's the, she's a queen. She's a strategist. She's a she's a brand expert. She's what I want. And you're be listening when I to
2: Money Making <laughs> Conversations
3: with Rashawn McDonald. I love it. I love it. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. <laughs> this is
3: Ruchan McDonald. I'm listening. I'm interviewing a friend. You know, I'm going to tell you something. It's really yeah. interesting is that um, it, she's a person that... it's very few people who have come into my life because I'm a real um, solo person. If You know, I, I really... Um, I, I think all the time I would tell people there's 24 hours in a day, learn to use every hour. I'm that type of person. I go to bed and I actually know what I'm going to do when I get up. That allows me the motivation to get up. And so when she interviewed me, I mm-hmm. would say I would call this industry love. I just fell in love with her, mm-hmm. I fell <laughs> with her energy, her vision, what she's accomplished because she's so humble. And that's a, that's a quality that I have. You know, a lot of people, you've done a lot Rashawn. You don't, you don't hype yourself enough. Well, I don't have time to be hyping myself because I have so many other things I want to do. That's a, that's an accomplishment I have achieved. Now, one of the, well, you're not leading
2: with the ego. That's what I would say. You're You're not leading with
3: your ego. See, see, when you're with special people, they give you extra terminology to carry you forward. (laughs) You know, that's in the, you know, that's in the book now. I don't leave my ego I don't need to tell people my resume I don't need to Uh-oh. go to the mountaintop and tell people I'm standing on top they can see me yeah. they can see you there exactly, <laughs> they exactly. Can see black music month okay mm-hmm. when did it start
2: June black music month was started in 1979 it was actually june 7th 1979 on the lawn of the white house right. then president jimmy carter and his wife rosalyn hosted, oh, approximately 300 music industry leaders. Mm-hmm. There was a concert, a performance with Chuck Berry, uh, Sarah Powell, who was a classical singer, Dexter Wanzel led the MFSB orchestra, uh, Evelyn Champagne King performed as well. It was a great day. And it was a picnic on the lawn mm. with tons of very accomplished Black folks. And so that was the very first celebration. And it was done at the um, encouragement of the then Black Music Association that was founded by my ex, Kenny Gamble, who's one of the architects of the Sound of Philadelphia, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, multiple Grammy Award winner. Uh, So we went that day and it was a beautiful event that celebrated not just Black artistry, but American music, which is why it is important for us to celebrate June Black Music Month. It's an opportunity for us, a concentrated month, for us to recognize the contributions of people in the past, this generation of music makers, and the ones to come. And I'm not just talking about the artists on the mic. I'm talking about the songwriters, the producers, the engineers, the people in the pressing plants, folks who work at Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, the streaming digital services, any and everybody involved In the production of music and its consumption, Rashawn, I'm talking also about consumers. So anybody who loves black music, and I might add that while it's a concentrated period of time for us to celebrate American music made by black folks, Mm -hmm. it's something that we celebrate every single day of our lives. Starting when you heard your mama's heartbeat.
3: Absolutely. It started
2: then and it will continue until your very last breath because we consume Huge quantities of music on a
3: daily basis. It's really interesting um, because music plays such an important role in my life. You know, Mm I've been fortunate uh, to... Understand music of the sixties, the seventies, eighties, and each each decade is a transition. You know, went from the Mm sixties that pop sound of the Temptations, Four Tops, Diana Ross. That Mm -hmm. music, Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye shifted us. You know, shifted us, and then the funk landed. You know, in the seventies, the funk landed. Mm -hmm. Then I went into the you know the disco, and then the then then the New Edition drug me out of the. Pulled me out of it. It Pulled me out of the disco, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then we and then we came into when well, Steve and I had started doing radio in two thousand, you know, where I uh, you know fusion, you know Jill Scott, you know Kim, mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, uh, Charlie Wilson came back, and mm-hmm. and the rap of course was running uh, running rampant all that time. But I was I, w- I was driving the other day, and I I I, I have this like a, like two hundred songs I have. Uh, On Pandora, I was just on my little playlist. And I realized that there are songs that I relate to. And I think about the person that I'm with or experiencing that moment with. And I go, you know something? I bet you this song doesn't even mean that much to that person that I'm thinking about when I hear this song. And that's what music is to me and to everybody. It's that moment that's important to you. When you hear it again or you heard it for the very first time, mm-hmm. it may not be important to you, Deanna, that same song. Mm-hmm. And we may be and I may be thinking about you in that song. I may yeah. be thinking think about that where we were dancing, what we were eating, what mm-hmm. club we were in. But that's when yeah. I think about Black Music Month. That's what I think about. I think about the memory. emotion, the memory is important yeah. to me. You know, might not be important to you, but the music is important to everybody because everybody has that same moment tied to some song. That's what black music means to me. Right.
2: Well, here we go. So there you go. So you're talking about the feeling, the kinetic energy that music gives you. It has been proven through myriad of Scientific studies that music, when it's processed by the brain, releases certain chemicals that make us feel good. Right. So, music, it it, it is a healing force. I mean, I'd rather listen to, like you were talking about, the Temptations, one of my all time favorite groups, rather than take some medicine if I'm feeling down Mm and depressed. Mm -hmm. I'd rather get up and dance because it's going to release endorphins in my body. Mm -hmm. So, music is one, a universal language, two, it is a healing force. Provided to us by Almighty God, and I respect what everybody believes, but that's what I believe. And the other thing that we need to discuss is that it is one of America's greatest financial exports around the planet.
3: Isn't that crazy? To the
2: tune of not hundreds, thousands, millions, but billions yes. and many billions of dollars. Last year, the music industry generated approximately. 20 billion dollars and i need to go on the record here now and say much of that generated by black people Mm -hmm. we don't get to participate in the ownership as much as we ought to Mm -hmm. but we are generating billions of dollars from just the sales of music and then on top of that our music influences culture look at it across the board commercials. I was watching a TV commercial the other day and they were using Miles Davis music. I was like, look at this from kind of blue. Miles has been dead for years, but look, his music. And it invoked a certain kind of feeling when I listened to it. So music is used to sell everything from cars to soap, to cereal, you name it. Music is our music is a money generating. You talking about, Money making. Yes. Black music is a money making entity and one of our greatest exports globally.
3: With that being said, you know, now you're on the board, you're a board member of the National Museum of African-American Music, which is being built in Nashville. That That's right. So where, where are we at with that and the, the realization mm-hmm. that it's going to happen?
2: Oh, I love this museum. It is it is the culmination of all of my work as a music activist in the industry awesome. for many years. The museum is very close to being finished, and we are no different. We've been impacted by the pandemic that mm-hmm. we are all currently mm-hmm. going through. However, we are anticipating that it will be finished. Uh, we're looking to do our grand opening in the fall near Labor Day, and if in fact things have not cleared up and there's, you know, we're going to put measures in effect that will allow people to be able to come into the museum. However, if that does not happen where we cannot physically have people come in yet, Mm -hmm. we are going to do a virtual uh, opening, a soft opening, and of course, uh, as time progresses and it's safe for human beings to congregate, then of course we will open. But this is a museum, an endeavor that started uh, 2002 and has been going on ever since $60 million raised, we only have a few more million dollars to raise to finish things. Mm -hmm. But it is. um, I am also the chair of the Music Industry Relations Committee that uh, consists of people who are movers and shakers in the music industry who share our cultural values and want to get the message out, not just to America, but to the world at large, that African American Black music is a cultural gem and also an economic engine. So I'm excited to be on the board. It's led by Henry Hicks, he's the CEO and president. We have uh, an esteemed group of people on our board who work diligently to preserve, promote and protect our music and culture So I, I'm inviting you now Rashawn you got to come I'm looking at Fifth day. and Broadway Fifth and Broadway Yes Fifth and Broadway <laughs> In the heart of Downtown Nashville Across the street From the original Ryman Under a groove Coming Labor Day six. 2020
3: There you go You know I'll be there On my go. information Come on I'll be yes. on my information 55, yes, 56,000 know Square feet facility yes. That will encourage yes. Visitors to discover The central role Of African Americans That played in shaping And creating all genres Of American music
2: Wow. Wow. What what Nashville? What Nashville? Yeah. What did you put in Nashville?
3: Good
2: good question. Okay. I Let's see. I want to say maybe six, seven years ago, I got a letter from mm-hmm. Henry Hicks, who's mm-hmm. the CEO of the museum, telling me about this effort. And when I saw Nashville, I must tell you, I got I got an attitude. I was like, Nashville? <laughs> right, that's, right. that's country that's music country, city. Country what, country. what, what, what? what? Mm-hmm. And he came to Philadelphia. He said, may I come to Philly and meet with you? And I said, yes. I was polite sat with them, had dinner. And after that dinner, I told them sold. I'm I'm there. And at first I became a member of the advisory board and started dipping my toe in the pond to get to know these people and see the movement. And as time progressed, I did two fundraisers. I co-chaired with Phil Thornton, who is the um, head of RCA mm-hmm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Phil, a very good friend as well. Mm-hmm. And we chaired two events, two galas, and raised money for the museum. Honored Charlie Wilson, Niall Rogers, Mona Scott Young, uh, Yolanda Adams, Kev Mo. It was a beautiful evening. But I decided. to to put my energies into this museum and started learning about the musical history of black folks in Nashville. The first major ambassadors of black music around the world were the Fisk Jubilee Singers out of Nashville, Tennessee. So what I didn't know as much as I knew about black music, I don't know at all, but I learned that Nashville was a a center of music, not just in the gospel arena, but all genres of music. Yes, it was.
3: Yes, it was. Uh,
2: So... So anyway, the, the the civic, the government, the private sector all came together. Mm-hmm. Initially, this was going to be a Black History Museum, but it changed over the years. And again, as I said, sixty million dollars later, and as you've seen from going to our website the National Museum of African American Music dot org. It is a wonderful institution. I did a hard hat visit last year and literally tears came to my eyes because I said, I look forward to bringing my grandson, my friends and family. And for people who don't know about our culture as much as they should, they'll learn when they go to the museum, Fifth and Broadway, Nashville, Tennessee, Music City.
3: Thank you. Thank you. She is an in man speaker and CEO of influence entertainment. Thank you. Deanna Williams for coming on money, making conversations.
2: Rashawn. Thank you for all you do to lift our culture, our economic engines. I have great regards for you in the words of Aretha Franklin, R E S P E C T. Okay. <laughs> Respect you. for you. I appreciate uh-huh. you.
3: She's the mother of black music month. Again, All interviews that you want to hear on Money Making Conversation can be heard on MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
1: Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R.ai.